I know perhaps they want to be here, but for some reason or the other, they have to join us online. We pray that the strength of the anointing that is pervasive in this auditorium will also reach them wherever they are in any part of the world. Amen. Amen. Wherever you are not in church, make sure you go online. Uh, I had the privilege severally to go online and it was awesome. It connected me to my power base. Never be disconnected from your power base. Amen. So, I asked, who can help me with Sunday's topic? Mm. Just lift up your hand. Yes, my dear brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This uh, service topic was the things of God. The things of what? God. The things of God. Can we please clap for him? We have to be very interactive this Wednesday. The things of God. So, can anybody help me with aspects of the service? What was the key scripture? Can anybody help me with this key scripture? Don't look at your notes. Ah, multimedia. Come on, remove that now. Multimedia. Uh -uh. Uh You know what we used to call that? We used to call it Expo. Expo. Uh-huh. So, what was this key, key scripture? Some people will still not remember it. Oh, yeah, let me try you. He said what? Matthew. Okay, let me take it further. Which version? Hmm? Eh? Eh? King James. Who said King James? Who said King James? Who said what? How many people said New King James? Let me see your hand. Okay, how many people said King James? Put up your hand now. Huh? Be bold. The Bible says you must be as bold. <laughs> Put up your hand well. King James. New King James. How many people say Amplified? New Living Translation. Which one? Okay, it was New King James. Hallelujah. The, the New King James have it. Alright, so share with me what did you learn? Just one thing, and I'm going to pass the microphone around. One thing, let's just do a recap. Let's just, I don't know if you meditated on the word. Bible says that you, you, it says in my, in what, you meditate day and what? Night. When you hear a word, preach from this pulpit. Let me tell you something. Even those of us who have the privilege of sharing the word with you, we go back and listen to the word. Because sometimes, you are, when you are up here, I, the senior pastor and I were discussing, and I said, on Sunday, I was completely fagged out. Not even on Sunday, even on Monday, I went to work. And for the first time, I had to take some time off at work. And I slept for almost one and a half hours. So when I was discussing with him, he was saying, look, when you preach a word, it's like virtue leads you. You know when Jesus said, the, the woman with the issue of blood, he said, who touched me? Said, How do you know who touched me? He said, virtue left me. It was like virtue left me. Because when you're preaching a word, you put everything into it. So, even those of us who have the privilege of preaching, we still go back and listen to the word. 
So I recommend it. Not just what I am preaching or the senior pastor. Any word that you hear from the pulpit, always go back and reflect on it. You know why? There's a general word and then there's a specific word for you. This is interactive Bible study. So we go deeper than what happens on Wednesdays. So somebody tell me quickly, what did you learn? Yes, sir. What did you learn on Sunday? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Two sentences kept me wondering. Mm. Kept me wondering even till now. No matter how anointed you are, you can still get it wrong. Mm. Number two, anointing does not fix character. Mm. Anointing does not fix what? Character. And we saw in the Bible how very anointed men of God. You know, I, in my notes, I discovered that I didn't even mention that. When Mrs. Potiphar appeared to Joseph, what did he do? Hello? Bible says he did what? He ran so fast that he forgot his coat. Some people will remain there. You are speaking in tongue. I bind you. I bind you. There's a time to do what? Run. Because you will come into a situation and you must be discerning enough to know when to run and when to speak in tongues. Because God has given you a spirit of what? Discernment. So at that point in time, it is not every situation that you just drop into anyhow. God has given you that discernment to be able to know that at this point, this is what I should say. This is what I should do. At this point, don't answer. You are in the midst of area boys who maybe are breaking bottle or something like that. Your sense should tell you de-escalate the situation and move away from there. That's when you come out and you say, do you know I'm a Christian? Hello? God did not send you there. Do you understand? Hallelujah. What did you, what did you learn again? Anointing. Uh, how do we put it? Anointing does not what? Fix character. What fixes character? discipline. Is that what you wanted to say? Okay, see, say it. Let me just hear your voice. Well, for me, what I learned was uh, um, it takes discipline to build character. Discipline to build character. Come, come, come. Put your hand. So, you see, when we say, do certain things in church, when the man of God says, no movement, some will say, uh-huh, why is he talking to me like that? Some people have stopped coming to the service. Because we tried to discipline them. You cannot make progress without discipline. The biggest problem that this nation has is in discipline. Some people, you don't like, you know what? I say to my son, I don't like people talking to me. You know why? I will do the right thing. I will do the right thing. I don't like insult. The, a few months ago, just a few, I was going to Abuja very early. And I told my driver, come and pick me. No, I said, meet me at the airport. So I hand over the car to you. And just as I was driving, coming from Ikoyi, so I said, let me go to um, what's, uh, International Airport. You know that gate? Yes, Oshodi, and then the gate. I was seeing the toll gate in front of me. I said, look, it's not nice to... Um, 
get to the toll gate and be looking for money. Let me park, take out my wallet, give them, have my money in my hand. Just as I parked and I was bringing my wallet, these guys that towed the car at 5 a.m. in the morning, they just blocked me. You know what was upsetting to me? How was I caught in such a situation? I don't like breaking the law. If you say this is what we should do, I will follow you. You know why? I don't like insults. So I discipline myself. You cannot catch anybody driving me going one way. I can drop you there. So I don't want, you know, anything that will make me be saying, eh, sorry, sir. You know, mm-mm. so what do you do? Discipline yourself. My driver comes and he's picking me at the airport. They say, don't park there. Everybody goes to the car park. They say, ah, no, don't worry, sir. I can't come. I say, no. The law was made for all of us. If all of us follow the law, then we are what? Orderly. You will see people that you both entered or you are about to board the plane maybe from the U.S. or from London, we are all lining up. And immediately we get to Nigeria. The same people. Just someday, I was coming back very early. The flight was even one and a half hours earlier. One and a half earlier or something. And we were in line. One guy just said, excuse me, excuse me. I said, okay, this was at about 5 a.m. Where are you going? He said, I'm going to catch another flight. I said, to where? I can't remember what he said. I said, but this flight was one and a half early, which means that you are one and a half hours scheduled. You know why? The average thinking of the Nigerians is that let me cheat the other one. All these people lining up, they must be mumu, mumu. So let me use brain for them. I said, you know what, young man, you may have gone past all those people. It stops here. You won't go past there. So, in discipline, yes, sir. Please come for Pastor okay. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Just to agree with you, sir. So, a few years ago, I was in Ghana, and it was about 12 o'clock. They are launched, sorry. They break, they take the break for 12. So I went to this Chinese restaurant about five minutes to 12. And they said, sorry, they're going on break. I said, no, I'm hungry. You need to open this door for me to come and eat. So well, I'm ashamed of this. So I started arguing with them that, look, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Is it not money you're going to collect? Finally, the guy told me, you Nigerians, exactly. you're always in a rush. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, your country is not moving forward. Oh. So immediately he said that. Your body. It was as if somebody poured cold water on me. So I was so ashamed, Pastor. And I just apologized and left. And I refused to eat that day. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me tell you an experience I had. So, I was, I was in South Africa and I was with this couple in their home and unfortunately, South Africa too had started experiencing 
power failure. SCOM is not doing as well as they used to do. So we're in the house. And of course, everything is electricity. So they were cooking. We were supposed to have dinner. And all of a sudden, the light went out. So we couldn't eat. So they, we decided to go out and eat. Or they decided to take me out and eat. And I noticed that, so because there was no power, the traffic lights are not working. Those of you who've been to South Africa, they call them robots in South Africa. They call them robots. Do you know that, so we got to the traffic light and everybody was moving one at a time. One at a time. So I had to ask my uh, host, is there a policeman somewhere that is, he said, no. Even though the traffic lights were not working, everybody knew it is the first person that arrives at the junction that is allowed to move. It happens in America. In fact, if you are driving in America and you are the first person that comes to the junction, if you don't move, every other person will wait for you. All because of what? Discipline. Yes, sir. You want to say something, sir? I want to I want to bring a scripture up to direct our thoughts today. The same Matthew 16 verse 23, the contemporary English version, can multimedia please assist us. We're, talk, we're talking about the things of God. The problem would be that it's not that we don't know what the things of God are. Why is it we don't gravitate towards it? Nigeria is the most church nation in the world. So we know God, we know scripture, we know how to build churches. The reason is found in this scripture. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Satan, get away from me. Why? You are in my way because you think like everyone else and not like God. You know, I'm the apostle of the way we should think. That's why I have all these programs. Even the conversations we have on Friday, it's about thinking. This scripture says, you are an offense because you think like everyone else and not like God. We are not just supposed to look like God. We are supposed to think like God. What was Peter's sin? He was thinking like Jesus. You are my friend. You are my party man. You will do everything together. If you go there, you will die. I will not have a friend anymore. That is what ordinary people think. But those that think like God know that he was prophesied to come. He was supposed to die to purchase salvation for man. You now call be the, the Lord Jesus Christ and you turn him into your paddy and you want to keep him to yourself. If that happened, none of us would be saved. So that thinking, in disciplined thinking, is to want to possess everything outside of the purpose of God for that thing. Your money has a purpose. Even your child has a purpose. 
You're not supposed to raise your child to make yourself happy. Your child is, uh, was given to you to nurture for God. And a lot of parents don't do that. They color be the children outside of the purpose of God. So the whole thing about that discussion goes back to how we think. So sir, can I follow in on what you're saying? Is it possible that when we're thinking of the things of men, we think I... And when we're thinking of the things of God, we think we. That's a good place to clap. <laughs> because the truth of the matter was, it, it was in my notes. I didn't say it on Sunday that I think, and that's what I meant when I said, don't get too familiar with God. So, is maybe pastor had praised me and said, ah, Pastor Yomi, that was a great sermon. And all of a sudden, it gets to my head. I begin to think that I am more than what you, I really am. Yoruba said, Ila koni gajoni That which means that the, what, okra? Yeah. You know, it goes around the stick. Yeah. So it is the height of the stick that will determine, how that will determine the height of the okra. Some of us, in our self-interest, sir, we are running ahead of God. So, you know, like, like you said, it's all about how you think. Peter suddenly forgot the purpose that brought Jesus into his life. And all of a sudden, uh, it's an I agenda. Mm-hmm. You and I, it's like Pastor Ime and I, we are friends. So, we now do the friendship at the expense of the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, that's what he was saying that even though pastor is my friend, we're in the same age bracket, I never crossed the line. Because I know he was appointed to raise me to be a man of God and he's doing that job and there's a way you can relate to me as a friend but it doesn't confuse that as when I speak as a pastor. So, that is the right thinking. And so, for all of us not to become an offense to God, Check your thinking. Oh. You know, I, and I haven't gotten to where we want to go today. That message is loaded. Maybe one or two more, then we'll go to where we're supposed to go today. Anybody else? What did you learn? Yes, sir. On this side. So, a little to the right, a little to I'm coming to you. Yes, sir. Yes. What, what did you learn, Ambassador? Wow. Ah, Pastor. So, a we, every time, if we must check ourselves, is our agenda I? Or is it we? You know, sometimes we even make it look like we, when it is actually I. I bet um, uh, uh, Peter was so proud of going around with Jesus. Ah, then you want to go and die. You know, if it's a Yoruba, then you want to come and go and die. <laughs> then what is going to happen? Ah, this one that you are doing 5,000 fish, you are doing 3,000, we are doing... Ah, I was a, I'm a big boy walking into the synagogue and then you want to take that away from me? Kai. No. No, 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 no. Jesus, you can't die. <laughs> yes. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, this... Uh, talk I want to say 
is pertaining to me myself and i learned a lot when the covid uh, the first covid started pastor gave an instruction i mean our senior pastor he gave an instruction that anybody coming to the church should follow the protocol like i'm sorry to mention him like they was at the entrance like they stopped me he said ambassador sir please oh, you have to do this i said leave me alone daddy i'm already late i went in like that i didn't know that she reported me to pastor <laughs> we were now doing um workers meeting pastor came that day pastor now said many of you are we give instruction you will not follow the instruction before pastor finished that talk i was crying why i was crying i did not discipline myself mm. to the instruction that pastor gave i was thinking i said pastor god said oh, too, too much you know but not knowing that is for the benefit of every member and me especially so when pastor now finished talking that pastor did not mention him but you know when you are on a roadway and you know somebody is talking mm. if you know that you are the one from your inside mouth the thing will be pinching you mm. so since that day i was running anytime i see pastor i will not set my eyes on her so you became adam yes. <laughs> i was now running ambassador ambassador where are thou <laughs> I, I was now looking myself i said pastor that i, I always have opportunity to mm. go and meet why am i now running away from me because of you are naked <laughs> so i now discovered since that day that that this that word discipline means a lot mm. It means a lot. If everyone, every one of us who said we are disciplined, we are disciplined, we are disciplined, followed it to the truth, Nigeria will not be like this. Exactly. That is what is causing so many things yeah. that, eh, wrong. if I offended you, I can run to Pastor yeah. Kola to help me beg Pastor. We are last. Pastor Kola will not listen to you. You say, why don't you do the right do the thing? Right thing? Then some people will now be thinking Pastor Kola is a bad person. Yeah. And we will now be looking at Pastor that Pastor God said, Jari, let me just leave this man. Not knowing that it's for our own benefit. Amen. Okay, let me just quickly take you before we go back. I'm going to recommend that you go back to that message. Just look at it. Sorry, not look. Uh, listen to it. Because there's something there for you. Look, we've just picked one aspect of it. Discipline. Do you know, if all of us in Grace Assembly were as disciplined as we ought to be, even this Nigeria can change. You understand? They will tell you that they're a band of people who will tell you they would rather go the longer route at every point in time. Bible says you are the salt of the world. Uh, yes, yes, madam. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I'm coming from, um, my takeaway from um, last Sunday's Sunday. service was mm. that I changed my mind to prioritize the things of God. Oh, come on. Because um, I just said to myself, when I was living... You know, I, thought, I thought you were the wife of a pastor. So, is your priority not already right? Uh, 
but at times I might choose to want to do what you I lead do. prayer sometimes on Sunday. Is your yeah. priority not right? It is. Have you heard this lady praying? Especially in Yoruba. It's as if the heaven comes come down. And your priority is still not right. No, I'm serious. So we can learn from you because some people are looking at you as a model. And then you are coming here to stay, you still want to reorder your priorities. So talk to us, please. So I just said um, um, that um, so I was leaving office today because um, mm. when we were doing Bible study today in my family, um, the Bible verse we read was um, that this Bible verse that said that when you do the things of God, that you are, uh, you are, um, that you are, <laughs> that when you follow, when you do what the Bible tells you to do, you are building your house mm. on the rock. Yeah. So yeah. this morning we now said to ourselves that, okay. Why are you people not even coming for Wednesday service? So I told them, I said, once I finish from work, I'll quickly run home. So when I was leaving the office, my guy said, please, you can't go. I need to see you. I have a meeting. I said, sir, I'm going to church. And I will even first of all go and pick my children before I will come back, before I will come to church. And I don't want to be late at all. So I feel, why am I making, if I say I want to come to church, there's nothing that can, no organ, no boss can. Because I told him, I said, before you is God. After you, when I leave this place, is God, I will, I will still go and bounce back. So let me quickly take God first. I will not make God um, an option, but rather a priority. Do you, do you know the people from the other faith, no matter how difficult, no matter how important the meeting is, when it's time to pray, especially on Friday, they don't even have any apology. I've been in meetings that somebody was giving a testimony and said, my, uh, my sister-in-law's husband said they were about to sell one oil block and they had finished just to sign. He said, and the guy who was there just said, before we start this thing, let us pray. He's a born-again Christian. He said he was just looking like this. That in a... That he sees those things with the other faith. But not with, with Christians. Then this man went into this long, a billionaire and went to the Father I thank you for this privilege, blah, 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 blah. For all my brethren here. He said, oh, Imbo, everybody, they stood up and they bowed their head. No apologies. No apologies. Do you notice that when it is ours, that's when we apologize. When it is on Friday, you do a lot of business with them. Do they apologize to you? No. They no apology. They don't even, it's not even a discussion. When it is time, they just get up. I have to pray. If you want, stay. If you don't want, go. So even we, we need to reprioritize. What's that word? Reprioritize. And let me tell you what, no matter how good you are doing, you still need to reprioritize. Because some of us think that we are doing so well, we don't need to reprioritize. We need. Even me, uh, you know, I went to check my, you know, every now you audit your wardrobe. Every now and then you, ward, audit, your, you audit your store or whatever. Audit your priorities. Audit your priorities. Sometimes when you see people 
who do things for God. It's not, and you say, how do these people get to do things for God? It's not because it's convenient. It's because they have reordered their priority so that they can make God first in your life. If you make the things of God first in your life, God himself will make you first. You know that? Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for you. Ah, so, we spent so much time. Let's see if we can spend a few more on the main topic of today. How many? What did we promise ourselves we are going to look at today? You've forgotten what? Sorry? Peter. So, how many of us read up on Peter? Me, I reordered my priority. Yes, I'm the CEO. I didn't go to work today. I was studying Peter. I was studying Peter. Yeah. So, let me introduce Peter to you. Okay? In Christian tradition, St. Peter was one of the 12 apostles of Jesus. Roman Catholic tradition holds that Jesus established St. Peter as the first pope in Matthew 8, 16, 18. Jesus also gave him the keys to the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 16, 19, which is why he is often depicted at the gates of heaven in art and popular culture. After Jesus' death, he served as the head of the apostles and was the first to perform a miracle after Pentecost, which is found in Acts 3, 1, 11. The two letters of Peter in the Bible are attributed to his authorship, though some scholars dispute this. St. Peter is believed to have died as a matter for his faith. Although his death is not described in scripture, numerous writers of the time or shortly after described his death as having occurred in Rome during the reign of Emperor Nero in 64 CE. According to tradition, St. Peter was crucified upside down because he felt unworthy to die in the same manner as Jesus Christ. What we know of St. Peter is that he was a fisherman. He started as a fisherman in, he was from the city, a, a town called Bethsaida. That's where he was from. And the well, accounts say that he was unlettered, which means that he was not like Apostle Paul, who was a lawyer, you know, and some people who are scribes and all. He was just a fisherman just a fisherman. This evening we want to quickly learn from the life of Apostle Paul. Apostle P uh, Peter, I beg your pardon. Apostle Peter. What are the lessons we can glean from the life of Apostle Peter? At the last count that I finished, I think I had almost 15 things that I could glean. So, I, we started from the fact that Peter, let's go back to that scripture that we read, which was uh, uh, um, Matthew 16, and th starting from verse 13, where he first said, Jesus has said, who do men say that I am? And then everybody said, you are this, you are that, and uh, he asked men that's in 13. You know that scripture, so for time. And you remember Peter's answer, that it so pleased the Lord. May I tell you that the meaning of Simon actually is read. Read. R-E-A-D. 
R-W-E-D. And a reed is like grass. Long stemmed grass that blows in the wind. It blows with the wind. You know, it's unstable. I like that word. So, Jesus knew where he was going. When after Peter spoke in a particular manner, he said he changed his name to Peter from Simon to Peter. So, Simon Peter said, blah, blah, blah. Give me 17. Jesus answered and said to him, and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. 18. And I also say to you that you are what? Until then, what was he called? Simon. So until then, he was a reed. Until Peter, what? And we, uh, um, when I checked it, the Hebrew meaning of Peter is rock. So the question that I will first pose to you, are you Simon or are you Peter? Are you Simon? Now, we know the attributes of Simon, which means you are unstable. As against rock, which my sister said they were they read today in the scriptures. Now, for us, I want you to help me this evening. Give me an instance in the life of Peter, Simon, Peter, and tell me what you learned from it. Whether in that instance he was acting like a reed or he was acting like a rock. And what did you learn from it? Is that confusing? Is that confusing? No. So help me. Any instance, Bible students, just tell me. Yeah. Yes, sir. Any instance, help me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At the point of um, uh, Jesus being taken away, he was mm. following closely. He acted as read when he denied. He said, oh, you are one of them. He said, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. That mm. was read, not the rock. Complete what? Read. He denied Jesus. Let us clap for him. He denied Jesus. So he acted as a what? Read. So any other instance? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. When Peter walked on water, Mm. he was the rock. And when he took his eyes off Jesus, and started sinking, he became a weak. Yeah. When he walked on water, he was rock. You know, my sister, when I asked which version you are putting your hand, you let me tell you something. There's even a time that you get you get it wrong. Be boldly wrong. You understand me? Be boldly wrong. I think there's a scripture that says that if only my children they were as bold as those ones of the world, be bold. What did he say to Joshua? He said, be bold. As I was with Moses, I will be. There's a book I'm going to share with you. Oh my goodness, fantastic book. 
we were having discussion and my wife had, she's the one reading it now um, she, the book is titled by, written by Shimon Perez the former prime minister of Israel and said don't do small things I'll bring the book to you fantastic book how Israel was built do you know Israel 1948 was desert no natural resource nothing and they are one of the biggest in the book he said when they could not even feed themselves they were building nuclear because they knew that they were surrounded by Arabs if they didn't have nuclear power these guys will overrun them anybody that tests Israel now you know what happens if the Palestinians fire one missile they reply with ten don't try them. And they're very small. They're not even big. They're really very small. I'll bring the book. Maybe one of these uh, meetings we will share it. Let's say. So anything else? Peter. Peter, yes, sir. time when Peter demonstrated his instability mm. was when instability rather uh, was when after Jesus died and he went back to fish. Oh, oh let, let me help you with that scripture. Let me help you with that scripture. Let me help you then. It's found in John twenty one three. John twenty one three. Give me John twenty one three. It says, it? Simon Peter said to them. I am going the fishing that you left I am going where but is that not the story of many of us when we are faced with challenge we go to our, back to our comfort zone yes let me let you finish before I take that um, for me um, so I, I watched this series about the story of Jesus and the life of Jesus generally. Mm. It's called The Chosen. And he paints a picture of, he paints a real life picture of how the disciples lived and what their real characters were like. And for Peter, one lesson that I've learned, that I learned from the character of Peter is that you can be so, you can be so close to the anointing and yet still miss it. Oh, yeah. And... You can, you can think that you know, like at the point where um, Peter was saying that Jesus, um, and Jesus was asking him, who do you men see that I am? At that time when he was demonstrating like the rock, yes, he had a revelation of Jesus. He had an understanding of Jesus. And sometimes, because we think we know a side of God, we tabernacle there so much so that we refuse to move further and know another part of him. Mm. And so you think you are all that. Mm. But really, you have not grown. And so, um, for me, I think the Christian experience is not a place where you should tabernacle. The Christian experience is a journey. Don't tabernacle at one revelation of God because God has different parts. God has different dimensions. So, don't get comfortable in a part of God that you know so much so that you settle. Let, Let me even discuss this further. It says... Simon Peter said to them, thank you, Sister Lady, I am going fishing. That's not bad enough, right? I thought that with Jesus away, shouldn't you be 
you know, what's happening here? What are we supposed to do? This man said it so many times, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and I'm going to resurrect. You understand? And he said it, and then the next thing you said, I am going fishing. Then read the next thing. They said to him, what? We are going. It's bad enough that you are wrong. You are now carrying the other people. So there are many of us in leadership who it's not even about what we say, it's about what we do. So let me go back to what Ambassador Obafemi said. So if he came and defied Sister Lydie, who had been given instruction by pastor, and he got away with it, you know what will happen? Every other person will say, if he can get away with it, why can't I? And then, the house divided against itself will what? Fall. So, if you are in a position of leadership, be careful. Be careful. People are watching you. It's not even so much about what you say. It is about what you do. And then look at what they did. And they went with him. We are going with you also. They went out immediately, not tomorrow, and got into the boat. The boat, I thought he had even given the boat away. Which boat was he losing? Which means that Oga Peter, all the time, had Plumbi. So, he had kept the boat somewhere. What are you keeping? You are keeping, you understand? He said, I surrender. My boat is inside one place. Because how come it was so easy for him to get another boat? He truly didn't dispose of that boat. He had kept it somewhere. Bobo, let me keep that boat. Like say, this Jesus sometimes... (laughs) He's putting what do you call it? Bet King. <laughs> Pastor, you want to say something? Sir? <laughs> it still takes us back to this Matthew 16, 23 that says, You are in my way because you think like everyone else and not like God. It started Jesus started with Peter when he fished and that night he caught nothing. This one to say this time again he, he caught, caught nothing. nothing. And the Lord made him catch fish. He caught the fish, but the thinking did not really change. Mm. That day, Bible says, they caught so much fish, the boat was sinking, two boats. And he left the fish and the net and the boat and followed Jesus. It's not what you leave that matters as much as what you think. Think. If you leave some things and you don't change your thinking, you will go back there. Mm. So that scripture says, you are an offense to me because um, you are in my way because you think like everyone else and not like God. Now, he forgot that when Jesus allowed all that to play out, he was recruiting him for a change of direction. Mm. A lot of us don't understand that becoming a Christian is a change of direction from my way to his way. When you talk about the things of God, the Bible says that the backslider is the person that is full of his own ways. 
That's the definition of the Bible in the book of Proverbs. A backslider is the one that is full of his own ways. So, oh, his own way of thinking and the whole way of responding. So, when Jesus was not there anymore, because the thinking had not changed, the thinking could take over. And so, he picked the boat and he went with some people and he caught nothing. I wish you would let us read a bit of that. Because after he caught nothing, he still didn't remember. Can you bring up that scripture again? John 21, 21. verse 3. Let's see that. So if you don't first change your thinking, you're going to end up catching nothing. Then Simon Peter said to them, okay, and and that night they caught nothing. Go to verse 4. But in the morning, when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. When you don't change your thinking, you are likely to miss Jesus, even though he's standing in front of you. If I were Peter, at the point I caught nothing, I will remember. Then, apart from that, Jesus stood and he still didn't recognize him. See, your thinking can blind you, not only to God, the ways of God, the things of God, the blessings of God, and so on and so forth. Sir, in that scripture, something that has occurred to me that when we are challenged when things are not going right with us what do we pick up what do we pick because you said he picked a boat yeah. Yeah. he picked what and, and, and yeah. what he should have picked was the lesson Jesus taught him yes. about catching nothing that's right but rather than pick that he picked pick a boat, a boat. He picked a boat. Something he was familiar with. Can we talk? Can we talk? When something is not going our way, some of us, we pick our phones and we make calls to where we are not supposed to. Am I right? Some of us, we pick a place. Some of us, we pick a person. And honestly, I'm not even talking about a person immoral. You know, some of us, because our parents rub us on our head. Well done. We know what we have done is wrong. But we go to that place that the person will not tell us the truth. Is it possible? We pick. So, the question is that what do you pick? When things are not going your way, what exactly do you pick? Let's take it further. Anybody else? Peter. Yes. Okay, okay. you want to take all the mark. So let me allow somebody who hasn't spoken. I'll come back to you. We have, yes. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. I've been wanting to speak, but I'm having a surge of what to say. You're having what? I'm, I'm having a surge of what to say. Okay. Which are rushing at the same time. Okay. Because there are many lessons to get here. You see, um, I, I started wondering why Peter was very indecisive. Mm. You know, he's in today, he's out mm. another day. You know, if we bring it, if we make it more practical and bring it to the life we're living, mm. sometimes we're like that. Exactly. When we start having or in, feel that we're in a pool of opinion and we're needing to make some decisions, Sometimes we get it wrong, sometimes we get it right. But I always 
like the aspect of finishing strong. Mm. Because from my little research, I found out that Peter was the first to preach the gospel. Mm. And he converted like 3,000 yeah, people 3, 000, and all the rest. Yeah. This, this was somebody who was here there. Mm. But at the end of the day, I, I hope I'm not just bringing um, this lesson to a conclusion. But if I need to say that Peter ended well. So the process didn't really matter. In as much as you wouldn't, you wouldn't lose focus. You see, we are like, we are like movie or script. God has already written and we are acting out. So embedded in the script could be ups and downs where we need to take another shot to get it right. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are going to come to stability. In fact, let me help you. What I felt, what is in my notes is that even though Peter started wrong, you understand? Or let me put it like this. Peter's beginning, he was just a fisherman. He was an artisan. He wasn't, even in those days, he had no degree. He was not a skilled man. He was, in fact, if you read a lot of this, they said a lot of times that he made, he was rough. He was a rough, you know, he was more a man of born, is it brawn? That's what it's called. He was more a man of brawn than a man of brain. Yeah, he was always jumping forward. I'm not sure he was not the one that brought out the sword and cut somebody's ear. I wouldn't have been surprised. Was he the one? He was, you know, you know, almost as if he won't think before he speaks. So, what does that mean? No matter how unqualified you are, God, let me put it like this, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. So, if you're feeling like Peter today, if you're working with God, he can still use you. He can still use you. It doesn't matter. Let me quickly take Sister Bidemi. Good evening, church. So, for me, I feel that, um, like I was telling somebody a few days ago, that if you think you are mentally stable, until you've seen the good, bad, the ugly, the whatever, that's when you can confidently say, I'm mentally stable. If you've not been through hell and high water, you may not really know who you are. I feel that um, for Peter and the, the other disciples, really, when they had Jesus, all they had to do was follow him. I mean, Jesus said, we are going to Enishumbe. We are going to... At the point when they didn't even know what to do, Jesus was there to tell them what to do. When they were going to chase the children away, Jesus said, no, don't do it. So they had Jesus to give them instruction. They had Jesus to follow. It's always very easy to follow the path of, the path of least resistance. When Jesus was not there anymore, confusion came in. They didn't... Jesus kept telling them, I'm going to die, but... They could not comprehend. Maybe you say you are the child of God. Waiting won't kill you. Nobody will be God. No. They couldn't comprehend that at some point Jesus would be taken away from them. So when Jesus died, I mean, when after the crucifixion and all that, it became difficult for them to stand on their own. Why? Because they were used to just following, just following Jesus. They were just following him. And they were not, they didn't have any challenge. I mean, if you are in a in a group, you you follow the leader. We're all sitting down in the choir. Okay, help me with the lesson. What lesson do we learn from that? Um, for me, the lesson will be 
to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Listen with your heart. Don't mm -hmm. just don't just be followed. Pastor says it all the time. He's trying to build people. He's looking for who he's going to hand over to. I want to retire. Yeah. I want to. If Pastor leaves church today, are we all going to be able to stand on our own? Good question. Good question. I remember when Pastor used to say to us, You must have a sermon ready every Sunday, just in case I call you and I say, This Sunday I'm not coming to church, and you preach. And it has happened a number of times. There are times that, you know, those of us who sit there, we are ready for any eventuality. You understand me? Because he tells us, get ready. Like the, um, what did we do? Uh, service of song yesterday. He can just come and call me and say, Pastor Yoms, I'd like you to take the exhortation. It's not, there's no debate about it. There's no talking. You understand me? It must happen. So that those of us who are sitting there, we are prepared. Perhaps when you see the church running so efficiently, there's a lot of work that goes behind it. And part of that work is be prepared. So if he called any one of us yesterday and said, look, guys, for whatever reason, I'm stuck in traffic. My car has a problem. I have an emergency I need to attend to. And we have a, a, a service of songs to... I can tell you that that service of songs will happen. Take away the flavor of Pastor Olufemi Paul. It will happen. You know why? Because we've drilled ourselves disciplined ourselves that what would Jesus do in this situation? We've rehearsed it so many times. So the same way he's telling you I'm going to be 60 and I want to hand over to a successor and you say to yourself hmm, it's not talking to me. Who says that you are not the one Who says? Because he himself is waiting for instruction. And believe you me, we've even had, and those of you who've been long enough in this church, it's not about, you know what? If pastor came up now and said, Brother Kachi, you are the next senior pastor. All of us will fall in line. And it has happened before. Am I right? All of us will fall in line. Nobody will say, when how old is Kachi? When did he join the church that God uh, that pastor is making him? So that's where you learn in any endeavor, wherever you are. And I'm not talking even in church, even in your circular place of work. Are you thinking like a CEO? Are you thinking like an executive director? Are you thinking like the general manager? He says, as long as a child, as long as the heir remains a child, he is no better than a servant. I have a young, well, friend, I can't call him my younger brother. I mean, he's the MD of a bank, he's even retired, and you know him. 
I will even mention his name. Ike. Ike Boje. Ike was under my bed when we were in level levels. I'll tell Ike, I can tell him, go and fetch water and come and all of that. I can't say that now. Don't worry. <laughs> but what am I saying to you? When he was a banking officer one, he was already thinking like a banking officer two. When he was maybe banking officer two, he was thinking like, I don't know what they're in their uh, uh, organization. But he was thinking progressively. By the time I became the MD of a bank, some of his mates that they started together, maybe they were just making senior, senior manager. Maybe they are just making deputy manager. And then you go around the place. Uh, don't mind that Ike. I called him the other day. He didn't greet me. He wants to move with people who are progressive in their thinking. And it comes back to what the man of God said. As a man thinks, so is he. They have never, the apostles, in fact, do you know what I think? Maybe it's possible that the apostles were looking up to Peter for leadership. After all, you are the one that Jesus is always calling. And he didn't know what to do. That's why he said he was going fishing. And they said, let's follow him. He didn't know what to do. They were looking at him. Every time they would look at him. Okay, so what next now? He just said, you know what? You know what? Let's go fishing. Looks like a good idea. So if you are in a leadership position, what is your thinking? Let me tell you something. Truthfully, believe you me, if you are in this church and you are progressive, every time you see the man of God on this pulpit, you should be thinking to yourself, what if one day God assigns me that role? What will I do? There should be something, somebody in this church that one day you are revving your car. You know that? Vroom, vroom. Pastor Femi just makes the mistake of giving you the microphone mistake and you will preach the whole place down and the man of God say wow ah come on yeah let's bless the name of the pastor you want to say something to take another version of Matthew 16 verse 23 because that's the foundational thing about walking with God the trouble Peter got into was that he didn't know how to walk with God anymore. He couldn't tap into the things of God. The message translation says, and Jesus didn't swerve. Peter, he said, get out of my way. Satan, get lost. You have no idea of how God works. Many of us have been Christians. There is a pattern to God. Everything has a pattern. It says, get lost. You have no idea how God works. One of the reasons why we come to church constantly is to get into that zone where you know how God works. If he knew how God works, how will he go fishing? If God wanted him to continue fishing, when he left the boat and the fish the first time, Jesus would have said, go back to your boat. So I want to I want to also ask ourselves, do I know how God works? That's what teaching is all about.
Do I understand the patterns when Jesus says, it's time for me to go to Jerusalem. Son of man will be killed. And you know, do you know how God works? God is a God of times and seasons. When the season changes, don't hold your pastor back. Don't hold people back. When there's time to transit, you see, a lot of people can get familiar with the familiar. What Jesus was saying, there's a transition that's about to happen. And most and generally, people struggle once there's a transition. That was a struggle. He said, no, no, no. I like this transition. We're not going to that one. He said, get behind me. You have forgotten how God works. God is a God of transitions. Never be the one holding back a transition that God is all about. So much. Pastor, you've just touched on something else. You said, you don't, how did you put it? You don't know about transition. And God is on the move every time. So, if you don't understand transition, you can never understand God. You see, I said it on Sunday that if you, if many of us would have killed Isaac completely. But there was a transition. Because the same God that said, kill him, says, don't kill him. How many of us? The Ezekiah one. The man of God said to go and tell you that you will die. I mean, what did he say? Read that, you know. Yes. You, in fact, I think if you that scripture, if you can help me, I think he even says something about surely. You will die. And then the man of God went in and before he got to the gate, God said, go back. First and foremost, the man would have argued with God. Well, God, what's that now? I do you want to embarrass me like that? Then they will say, I'm a false prophet. Because I already said you are going to die. Then I'm coming back to say that you are not going to die. Maybe I'm thinking like men. I'm not thinking like God. So some of us will elevate ourselves above God. I like this one. Maybe even if we close on this note. God is a God of transition. You want to say something? Yes, I'm going to say. God is a God of what? Transition. So what Sister Bidemi said was that Immediately Jesus left. It was transition time. And they couldn't transit. Let me bring it home. Brothers and sisters, a few, two, three days ago, the president signed something into law. What is it? How many of us have read PIB? How many of us have read PIB? Oh, well, or even heard about it. There are people who are studying PIB now. There are people who are immediately the president signed it into law. Something their medical and developer said, this is transition time. So, some people are going to make money from PIB. You are in church. You are binding. You are loosening. You are casting. When Jesus has given you, God has given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Shouldn't you be sitting down and looking at the PIB and saying, how does this affect me? How does it affect my business? What is the impact on my business? What is the gap that this PIB offers 
in my business so that I can make money from it. Let me tell you whether you like it or not. Some billionaires are just about to be made from PIB. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. I'm still talking about what pastor said earlier about understanding the things of God mm. and how God works. During the Mount of Transfiguration, when they appeared, Peter did not understand what was happening, but he was so much in a hurry to jump forward, talking about building tents for them. Praise the Lord. So, you, you know, I'm coming to you, sir. This topic is so wide. I'm not even sure we have captured. Do you know, I think Peter had eye service. Hello. Do you think he had eye service? He didn't. Eh? He was just what? Talk, talk. I can't hear you. He <laughs> was. Ah! Peter was what? Impulsive. And the Bible says, he who makes haste is not wise. Impulsive. So, let me say it again. Three, prophet, whatever transfiguration appeared to you, shouldn't you enter into that transition? What does this mean? What is this moment? No, but you see, you can't do that if you didn't study the person who orchestrates transitions. Mm. The scripture right, says, you do not know the ways of God. Mm. It didn't say the way. By studying one way, the next way, the third way, you can get ready for the fourth one. So a lot of people are here, but they're not present. So Peter followed the Lord, but most of the times, he was not present. Oh. He was not present. You know, the truth is this, Pastor Yomi. The whole church on the face of the earth is going through a transition. Church cannot remain how it was. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people do not know. And so when they don't know, they hold the church back to how it used to be. As a matter of fact, that was what started the Pentecostal move. Because the older moves, they became a monument rather than a movement. The word transition is movement. When the Lord is going to move, will you be ready? Understanding that, "Mm, I know the Lord, another move is coming. And so you're ready. When you are not ready for something, the first thing you do is resist it. Mm. Yes. Praise wow. the Lord. Yes, sir. Permit me to put these uh, comments in context using my own terms. Mm. Putting Peter in focus. Mm. Two scenarios. Nature, which is God, and nurture, which I liken to environment. Mm-hmm. Peter Oh, okay. When you have a situation, a problem to solve, if you remember to look up to nature, you see the firmament of heaven and the beauty of the holiness of God. But when you see the nurture, your environment, you see problems around. And that is like a comfort zone. Peter quickly forgot to look up to heaven when he was supposed to lead the people into the transition. What he saw was his environment and he quickly went into fishing. And I believe that was his error. Praise the Lord. Wow. I must bring this to a close. But honestly, by no means, it's a study. The truth of the matter, let me conclude this way. There's a little bit of Simon in us, and then there's a little bit of 
Peter in every one of us. And it depends on what we are facing. Whether it is Simon that we display or it is Peter that we display. Some of us have more of Simon in us than Peter. And some of us have more of Peter in us than Simon. Now because we are here on earth, we are not perfect. That's what Christ, even when Jesus was called perfect, he said, why do you call me perfect? No one is perfect except my father in heaven. So we will always have some Simon in us. We were faced with a situation a few weeks ago when we were praying for our sister. And I'm sure a few of us were saying, mm, what if this prayer is not answered? What if she dies? We knew that she could die. But the truth of the matter is that we threw ourselves at the mercy of God. The fact that she died, does that remove God from being God? Not at all. It is only an immature Christian that would think that we prayed, we fasted, we gathered, we did this, and after all, this lady died. God cannot do evil. He is incapable of doing what? Evil. This is an appointed time. How she died? Irrelevant. She died. Which all of us, like I said yesterday, we will die. So, every time we go into a battle of life, there's the reed in us and there's the rock in us. The rock in us says, if I die, I die. If we perish, so be it. And as a Christian, you must come to the place of being ready to die for the things of God. It was a reed that made Simon deny Christ because he couldn't see himself dying. Did he not die at the end of the day? He did. Would it not have been an honor for him to have been crucified with Christ? In fact, that would not have happened because that was not even his time. Now look at all the mighty things that he did. He also made me realize that even when you have gotten it wrong, even when you have been Simon for a long time, you have the ability to become a Peter. It is your decision. Because immediately Jesus left when he said to him, Simon, um, he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes. He said, feed my sheep. How many times did he say it? Twice. Bible even tells us that on the third time, Peter was a bit irritated with him. You know I love you now. Why are you asking me this question? You know, funny enough, let me just even backtrack. The fact that Peter denied him three times didn't stop the Lord from, from still committing. How many of us have said, I can forgive, but I will never forget this thing that you did, I will forgive you, but I can never forget. Jesus still committed the most important thing he came on earth. He still committed it to somebody who had behaved like a reed. 
And that's another sermon for another day. The fact that you find somebody who has behaved around you like a reed, give that person a second chance. And look at what he did. The first sermon that he preached, how many people got converted? 3,000. And I think subsequently, you want to say something, sir? Yeah. Then something else. So I think he did another one that he said something about 5,000 people. Imagine if Jesus had written off Peter and said, you denied me three times, you have no use. And Peter went on to be the one that established the church. It was on the work of Peter that the likes of Paul came to build. So, no matter how you started, no matter how readish your way has been, you can still end up being a rock. It is a decision that you have to take. And like the man of God said, key thing, thinking. In fact, I, th I would summarize it like this. Think like a rock. Always think like a rock. Always think like a rock. I was sharing with, I think it was uh, Dickness Ogundari yesterday, and I said, you know, she was telling me a situation that happened in the family, and when they called her, she was all panicked and all of that. And she said, all the while that they were panicked, Mama, 86. Right? Mumsy is 86. She said, one of the, her grandchildren went off. He said, the woman she didn't shake didn't sh that she didn't shake one bit that they were running around and all of that you know why mama was thinking like a rock because she was saying not on my watch not on my watch none of my grandchildren will pass away under my watch you know why she had her trust and her belief she wasn't behaving like a reed unfortunately some let me not say but let's what's the essence of our Christianity what is the essence of our Christianity we must be the difference that God wants us to be let's start thinking like the rock and not the reed and I'm sure God will bless us for it hallelujah let's bring this hallelujah let us just thank God for this word. I just want us to thank God for this word, for the privilege of being here. And that may the Lord magnify the word in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. We have spoken maybe for one and a half hours, but God can do much more. That we continue to meditate on this word throughout. Let us pray that it will impact on our Christianity. That the word that we have heard today will make a difference in our life in the name of Jesus. We will not be the same. I know many of us, if not all of us, are born again. But you know what? Like Pastor said, there's a transition going on. There's a new move of God. And by the way you think, may you enter or maybe you be in that new mood, move of God. Pray that you will not be left behind in the name of Jesus. That your character will not take you back to Egypt. Your character will not take you back to the boat. Your character will not take you back to fishing. But 
you will transit with God. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you've been blessed today, I want you to put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. This is our interactive Bible study. We go deeper. Many people come on Sunday, but those who are here, they want to know more about God, just like the man of God read to